smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Tuesday, October 20th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. That is I. How are you, John? I am good. Two weeks to go. Um, no nerves, right, John? <laughs> well, no, you know, I mean, I, somebody asked me about this the other day. It, it's funny seeing the non-political, the occasional non-political friends you have in D.C. who ask you, like, for the update. And, you know, I'm I'm very optimistic and very scared. And that's where you should be right now. That's exactly right. It's funny. I was right. just talking to a friend um, hmm. uh, of mine who's a political pro and somebody, you know, we're texting back and forth. He's been David on David Trump. Not David Trump. We only do it at dinner. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, somebody tweeted something out the other day that was uh, really funny. And then I'll get back to what I was about to say. Okay. Um, but somebody tweeted out something that was really funny. It was just like pointing out, uh, you know, how David Frum, you know, is it, like was taking Glenn Greenwald apart and prove, you know, in this little oh, thing, really? pointing out how, you know, and I wanted to be like, and how Glenn was the one helping the GRU while, you know, while David was the one working for democracy. And I swear I was so tempted and I just didn't. I just wanted to be like, hi, guys. Hi, all of you. Yeah, see, <laughs> I'm the one who believes in democracy. I'm the one who believes yep. I don't have to think David's record is perfect, even even agree with him on everything. Yep. But the difference is, is I chose not to jump in bed with with a, a communist yep. spy or whatever Glenn is at this point. I don't really care why he's doing what he's doing. Oh, he's God. doing everything in his power to reelect uh, uh, Trump. And, and frankly, if you really want to enjoy yourself on Twitter, go watch what Marcy Wheeler does to him. Because Marcy, oh, yes. like John and like me, at some point a decade plus ago, actually had a, had at least a cordial relationship, uh, if not a friendship with Glenn. And like, and, and the thing about Marcy is, is that, which Glenn doesn't get, is that Marcy was always smarter than he was, more meticulous than he was. He'd write these big barfed up posts the way yeah. go on forever. And Marcy does write longer posts, but she doesn't waste words. Like, she's no, meticulous. She's like, she super, knows this stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she has just been t- pointing out everywhere he's lying. She's everywhere like computer he's scary. Yep. Yes. <laughs> everywhere mean, he's been obfuscating, detail. everywhere yeah. he's been lying, everywhere he's been shading. Yeah. She's just nailed him on everything. He, he went so on Tucker Carlson. I saw the little screen cap. He went on Tucker Carlson to discuss the Biden bullshit story yeah. from the New York Post and the I mean, Russian anybody who, Right. Anybody who believes that, oh. that, that any of the stuff he says, you know, at this point when people are like, well, he's a leftist who blah, blah, blah. No, I, I I think the leftist part is the fake, the head fake that the Russians do, and 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 here and in many other countries, where they get leftists like Jill Stein to undermine liberal and and center left parties to elect right wing cranks. They've yeah. done it in France. They've well, done and it the in, question is they, why, which we don't want to posit, but why is it that people like Jill Stein, Glenn Greenwald, others, just I mean, I actually tweeted. You'd appreciate this. I tweeted yesterday because when um, Marcy or whoever had put up the picture of Glenn yep. uh, Tucker Carlson discussing the Russia bullshit, Biden, blah blah blah, and I simply tweeted back and I said, um, "A noun, a verb, a defense of Russia." Yeah, that's all. He, that's perfect. By the way, that's all. Yeah. I, I don't know. Keep until he blocks me because he will. I mean, here's the thing: like at some point, you know, and again, I have absolutely no knowledge. So therefore, I can tell you, quite frankly, I cannot 
um, pontificate on exactly why Glenn's doing what he's doing. No, no, let me what I can, no, 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 but here's final Glenn and then we'll here's what I can, exactly. Here's the final thing that I can tell you. I know for sure, having gone to international affairs school where some people became diplomats and other people went into the clandestine services and, and other things like that, not to mention anything I've read or seen out there and people that we know, you know, out, you know, some of whom we got on this podcast, when you go to Russia or a place of that nature, they're spying on you every minute you're there. Oh, absolutely. And when Glenn took, Ed Snowden there, and then he went back another time. Jill Stein went there for a dinner. I'm just saying, do I know that's the reason why? I absolutely don't, and I'll be clear. I can't make it, but what I can tell you is if they these folks did anything while, while either in Russia or while dealing with Russia, and Glenn was dealing with them for a while to get Snowden there, they, they wouldn't hesitate to use that in a second. That's what they do. Yes, I'm and not going to guess about him, but absolutely. I'm just saying what they do. And so I have no idea if that's where it is. It may be his own damaged psyche that he's pissed at Rachel Maddow still in some yeah. obsessive way, which he is because she stopped inviting him on MSNBC. I mean, with Glenn, there could be all sorts of, but I'm just saying the, that part is a fact that they have, you know, yeah, he's yeah. gone there. All right. So in any case, whatever. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even want to get off on that. What I wanted to say was yep. I was talking, you know, I think mm-hmm. to a, a friend of mine, um, who's getting freaked out about all this election oh, right, stuff, right, right. you know, and this is somebody who's, you know, a political pro or whatever, but he, like many of us, you know, obviously look, we lived through 2016. And of course I had to sit there and be like, look, I, I can't stop myself from being nervous. I can't stop myself from being anxious because this is the most important election. Probably hopefully any of us will ever go through in our lives. And there are people a lot older than me and you, John saying that there's 80 year old generals making that yeah. claim. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but um, all of the data tells the story, as well as the way Trump is behaving tells the story. Well, and calling out for, and we'll get into it. Calling out on Barr to to, to indict Joe, and which we knew would happen at some point. He finally went there this morning on Fox yeah. and Friends to indict Joe and Hunter on nothing. Um, the the New York Post thing that they they that they tried. Um, with those that those ridiculous sources clearly was a was a hail mary move that the no, the New York Post for Christ's sake even the the um, ed, even the writers there refused to put their names on the story yep. Yep. it was so bad so they had to get a Hannity like producer to come over to the New York Post who's never written a story before and put her name on the story um, I mean the, this is the you know we knew that that they would go to this level and you what you're seeing now Trump's got up a few times and said well maybe if I lose I'll leave the country is one thing he said at one point he's like please suburban women like me which is one of the most pathetic things I've ever heard yeah. um, but the point is all the things he's saying belie the notion that he knows he's winning he's he's being told things by his people and he's seeing things that as of this moment he's getting his ass kicked and data tells me that if everybody does their part for these last two weeks and hangs in there, he will. Yep. Unless, unless literally the troops are ordered in and we have a situation in America that we've never seen before, in which case then we need a whole different playbook. Um, so, but Just a step back. But so, right. Today, obviously, once again, we're going to be talking election because it's the obvious topic. A little COVID thrown in. But for the next couple of weeks, we're clearly going to be doing just straight raw analysis of the election unless, of course, you know, God knows what else happens here. Speaking of raw... John and I can promise you that, that oh. we'll both keep our zippers zipped during this uh, podcast. Oh, man. As excited as I get by the notion of a podcast. Okay, I'll stop now. I know. Stop. I'm not going to even mention any names because I, I feel know. sad about the whole thing. But I, I do. I myself. feel bad about the whole thing. But yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. You're, you're talking about Raw. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. Um, we can uh, 
Well, let's, you know, let's do what we did last time. Let's start with the national polls again. And um, let's then jump into the states and what's going on as well with this, okay. with this Senate race. Well, one just came out today. Um, national? That national. And of course, the idiot I am, I, I didn't say it, but it had Trump. It had Trump. It had Biden at the lowest lead that I've seen of any poll in the last two to three weeks. And that was still nine points. Yeah. Um, I've seen numerous other ones. And, and actually, the thing I try to remind people who don't do this for a living, because I, I get it, like, you know, we all learn from experience and the people who are listening are into politics, they're smart people. Um, but you don't always think of it this way, which is a nine point lead if you're up 44 to 35 and there's a and there's a excuse the expression shit ton of undecided voters, which, by the way, was something that was always very worrisome with Hillary Clinton is that she'd be leading. By a few points, but I don't even remember if we ever once saw her at 50 or 51 percent. The thing about Biden in every single one of these polls that I've seen over the last whatever is he's been at 50 percent or above. This one had about 50, 41. So what that would mean is you would have to lose. You know, I mean, again, I know we're talking about the Electoral College here, but at the same time, nine points. If you're over 50 and you're doing that well. Hillary Clinton in the end got 48%. So right away, even not including the 9% that would be undecided in that sample. And again, this is the worst, the lowest yep. poll, the average. Actually, he, he me, still me, would be on yeah. pace to probably end up with 52, 53. And yeah. Trump would be on pace to, to top out at about 43, 44. So I mean- yeah, Let me yeah, just put a finer point on that. So what is interesting, and again, we always talk about this, look at the poll. You should look at the polls. It still gives you a sense. Potentially, you've got to look at the trend line of the polls. And once again, Biden is still up over Trump by the same amount or more. Uh, we like 538, Nate Silversight. Nate has Biden up by 10.3 points over yep. Trump. So Biden's at 50. The key thing that, that Nate does, right? is, uh, yeah. I don't mean to drop a why I yeah, like right. it, is so, like, so real clear, clear politics just averages polls. Including Rasmussen, do. the really bad one. Right. They include all the shitty ones. And again, much like right-wingers game so many other things in our system. Hey, let's put Breitbart out there and make the mainstream media cover it. Yep. We also have a couple pollsters, Gravis, Marketing, whatever the fuck that is. They have about three or four of them that are just jokes. Yeah. And, and what he does is he, you know, and I don't know how he does Glenn. it. Glenn. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, not Glenn. Nate. <laughs> Glenn. Who? Oh. Oh, no, no, not, yeah. not Glenn. Because I'm not a statistician, but he assigns, uh, you know, letter grades to them and he weights appropriately the ones that, that have a better historic record. Yep. He weights them as more important. That's a very important, that's yep. why I like his site better because yep. that's yep. a very important part of it. So, and, and along those lines. So the point I was making is what is interesting looking at this is. A, Biden has been ahead of Trump for three years now. Trump has never been ahead of Biden, whereas with Hillary and Trump, it went back and forth who was in the lead, although Hillary was significantly more in the lead. Trump would then sort of somersault by a point, right? So you've got a consistent Biden since the beginning of October. Biden's lead has grown two points, but Trump's has dropped two points. So Biden's overall lead has not the lead. Biden's support has jumped two points. So Biden's lead has jumped four points since the beginning of the month. And it's consistent since the beginning of the month. It has grown and it's not retrenching. We are, we are getting closer and closer to the election and it's not retrenching now. Right. When I say that nine is the closest one, I want to make clear to people, there hasn't been a trend of them getting closer. Now, okay, but let me throw this. There was a 10.1 by Pew a week ago, but then after that, two came out that were at like 12 and 14. But let me throw this at you, though. Somebody shared a couple days ago um, a poll or whatever, a big New York Times story, whatever it was, from October 23rd 
of 2016. So around the same time before the election as we are now. And it showed Hillary ahead by like 13 points, insurmountable, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. Well, yeah. The question is, and I haven't gone back to look at this, but I've seen Nate, right? And others, right? Some of this is what was the average, not one poll. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the average or not. And, I, and, I, and if I remember correctly, the average was more like a three to four Hillary lead, point Hillary lead, something like that, four, I feel like. And and she won by 2.8 right. was, or 2.9. It wasn't that far. It was a point off, basically. Right. It really wasn't that far off. Right. You know, and let me throw another thing at you. You know, in the state, as everybody points out, Michigan, Wisconsin, those places, which is true. They were the final one. She was up about three points in Michigan and still lost. And, you know, so those we got a couple points closer and I get people getting nervous Yeah, and, and I will not be nervous until everything's over. But, but when you do that, you also have to put out the counterpoint. You have to include all data. <clears throat> Texas has consistently underrepresented Democrats and shown us losing by more than we've lost by. Right. And Beto O'Rourke in the final analysis was down somewhere between five and six points. <clears throat> if I remember correctly, I just read an article on this uh, to Ted Cruz and only lost by two and a half. And that's not a one-time thing. That's been consistent. Hillary was down, I think, in the final polling, an average of 13 or 14, something in that range, at least 12, to uh, to Trump, uh, and Hillary lost by nine. Right. Well, the difference between 12 and nine doesn't help you. The difference between being tied or down by one point and winning by two sure does help you. And now a word from our sponsor. With so many changes going on in the world nowadays, John, it feels like every day. Sorry. Turn and face. Sorry. Uh, it feels like there's something new every day. If there's one thing you can count on. It's looking good, makes you feel good. Oof. And we could all use a little bit of that. If you have under eye bags, dark circles, or crow's feet, imagine they're gone without making an appointment or leaving the house. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly reduces the signs of aging in 10 minutes and lasts up to 10 hours. I know. I don't know, actually, but uh, you've seen it. <laughs> you've seen the, the before and after photos. <laughs> no, she said we're sort of just out of no. I thought I was supposed to say something like, really? And then you go, I know. <laughs> I may someday know. Um, but you've seen the, the before and after photos on social media, folks. Add some confidence into your life, knowing how you, that you look your best. Even if you're having a makeup-free day, Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody will know you're using it unless you tell them. That's why guys like it. And Plexiderm works great with oil-free makeup. Order it today. You can try a six-day application pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit www.buyplx.com voices. Oh, sorry, backslash voices. So that's www.buyplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292 and give the code voices. Order today. Shipping's free. And it's back to the 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Again, visit www.buiplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. Cliff, there's never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks. Really? From increasing, really? From increasing group events to school reopenings to the approaching fall flu season, wearing a face mask is the first line of defense. Second, second wave, if it's about to hit us. It's true, actually, yeah. And with continued wildfires in the West, which negatively impact air quality across the nation, there's even more need for protection when you go outside. The director of the CDC testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask was more important than getting a vaccine when it comes to reducing the spread of COVID in our country. That's true, too. Only respirator face masks provide medical-grade protection 
production and only FDA authorized respirator face masks provide the quality required. The new deal shop.com has FDA authorized respirator masks ready to ship. Now the new deal shop.com has these medical quality FDA authorized masks and every pouch comes with verifiable anti-fraud labeling. Trust the masks medical professionals are using. Go to the new deal shop.com. <laughs> this is that ad. <laughs> You're not going to forget that URL. Go to the new deal shop.com and get FDA authorized us tested respirator face masks now with free immediate shipping for our listeners bulk pricing is available so you can get the masks you need affordably and quickly go to the new deal shop.com now and get fda authorized respirator face masks cliff did you know who authorized the face masks i i feel like it may be the fda <laughs> the fda keep yourself <laughs> keep, keep your family safer and healthier this fall that's the new deal shop.com and now back to our show let's jump to some states i was going to say since you're already kind of going there for, for the, okay. for the well, national. I don't have those in front. Do you have I them in front of you? I do. Call, call out a state. <laughs> Let's go with Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. We need, I know I do need to work on the sound effects, like the rolling wheel. Do so Pennsylvania, goat. Biden has been consistently ahead the entire year, although it's it's been larger and smaller, like 4%, shrinking to 2%. Biden is currently plus 6.4 in Pennsylvania. The race is tightening. The race started dropping from mid-September. Uh, excuse me. Biden started doing better for mid-September, Trump worse, and it kept going, going, going until maybe a week ago. Yeah, I'd say a week, week and a half ago when Trump is doing a little better, Biden's doing a little worse. But by a little, I mean half a point each. Right. And that sounds right, because my guess is some of the disaster that was that period of time of his debate and then covid um, and all that, that that nationally as well as in states, things might have tightened yeah. a half point to yeah. a point. Like I absolutely would believe that. But it's still 6.4. And what is good, again, is consistent lead the entire year. Correct. And this has also been a since, I would say, April. It, it got to a big lead, shrunk a little bit by June. But since June, it's opened up to a six, seven point lead and has really, once it got down to four and five. But it's been consistently, I'd say, Five per five point difference. Instead of instead of my just calling him out, why don't you read some of the other swings? To just okay. I mean, well, I can I could just I mean I because I go through them. Drop yeah. down. So all right, Michigan. You were saying Michigan Biden up seven point nine over Trump. So yeah. Biden fifty point six, Trump forty two point seven, and again consistent for months. This kind and of and again he's over fifty in that poll, which is another huge yeah. deal. And consistent for months and months and months, it's been it's not wavering. What what makes me happy there is short of you know Deus ex machina or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Biden has a heart attack or something. Although with Bernie, it didn't really matter, right? For the primaries, Biden has a heart attack or something. It's hard to see how these polls shift because they haven't shifted for months and months and months. Right. That's interesting. Well, um, and they've been trying everything, right? I mean, first they yeah. were trying to get this bullshit Ratliff. Um, you know, investigation uh, that in being done by I guess by him and Barr out there early, and now it's now it's been clear that they won't be able to do that because yeah. Yeah. there's too much for them to have to actually look for too much bullshit they have to make up. Then this this dumping this garbage story and at the New York Post, which actually even if it had been true would have meant nothing. But of course, trying to, so I mean, they in in this time, there's no doubt that they've they've thrown everything, and maybe that blunted. Biden, maybe that's what's responsible for at least slowing down Biden's momentum or having him retrench a little bit, but it hasn't changed the trajectory. 
Right. Well, and they just they don't have a message that's sticking. And, you know, by, by the way, quick tangent, but I'm laughing because starting last night and then this morning again, the media folks are getting all upset because Biden doesn't have any events planned this week. They say they're doing debate prep and the debate is Thursday in two days. He says he's doing debate trip, but he's not doing events, and they're getting very anal and typical media upsetness, right? Like, why isn't Biden doing more events? Right. Why would he prepare for a debate? Who who well, who who runs for president would actually do that? Let me also <clears throat> say his polls are great and not shrinking. So I mean, like once again, maybe he knows what he's doing. Honestly, I think Biden, he's got Kamala running around, Kamala running around doing this stuff. He's been sort of staying, doing his yeah. debate prep. And his wife's Trump, been running around, his best surrogates, like but, you're but, you know, but, like a judge. But yeah. Trump this time, different than 2016, and maybe Biden read the tea leaves correctly. In 2016, we all made a mistake letting Trump be Trump. We thought, oh my God, he's going to be such a train wreck. Right. Everybody will hate him. Oh, CNN shows him all the time. This is great. People will hate him. And it actually worked to his benefit. This time, I feel like the nonstop Trump train news train wreck is turning people against Trump. And Biden's just sitting back and going, la, la, la. Again, right? I mean, how many cases and then we'll get back to your polling very quickly. Yeah. How many cases have we now seen of people who are who are like, I don't believe in this COVID thing. And then they are somebody that know got it. And now they're suddenly like, oh, my God, this thing's terrible. And some of whom are even blaming Trump for convincing them not to believe in it and are, and are voting for Biden because of it or speaking out for Biden. Or, yeah. Again, the whole circus act, while never something that was in, remotely interesting or funny to you and me, yeah. said, you know, I don't want, we've gone into all the reasons before. There's no point, you know, was interesting for people to take a chance on for some swing voters, enough swing voters. Yeah. And it's just not as funny when 220,000 people are dead and the guy literally has no plan to do anything and keeps mocking mask use, which which is one of those things that cuts across party lines, obviously more Democrat than Republican, but still 70 yeah. something percent to 80 percent overall believe people should be wearing masks. I mean, you know, like. The, the and the, and was, the Fauci stuff that he's now right. He now he just declared Warren Fauci, who's got like oh. a ninety-five percent approval rating. Yeah, I mean, he, this morning he he did it yesterday. Oh, Trump's going to Biden's going to listen to Fauci. He did it again this morning. He said, "If you elect him, he's going to listen to Fauci." And everyone's going, "Yeah." yeah. And I think Biden even tweeted and said, "Yeah." You know, he's like he's like he's like he's going to listen to a scientist, and and Biden Biden retweeted and was like, "Yes, I will listen to scientists." Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's any case. Um. Wisconsin. Wisconsin's Wisconsin. You said that like a Chicagoan. I'm impressed. I know. Wisconsin. That, that is one of those words that you really can't get over if you're a Midwesterner. You, you, won't, you will never say Wisconsin otherwise. Even when I say that, I'm saying Wisconsin. I'm trying to tone it down. It's still, it still is Wisconsin. <laughs> um, Wisconsin, Biden ahead by 7.2, 50.9%. You keep saying that magical 50%. Mm-hmm. Trump's 43.7. What is interesting about Wisconsin is the polls were tied. I've got back to March 2020, going up to around mid-April. They were tied, one's ahead, the other's ahead. From mid-April to July, Biden started doing better. Trump started doing worse, right? Until it's split by maybe eight, six, seven, eight, nine point difference. It's never shrunk since then. Since July oh. in Wisconsin, Biden is hey, at the same seven-point lead. And after John gives you all these numbers, by the way, folks, I'm going to analyze and tell you exactly what Trump's campaign is up to because I can actually look at what they're doing right now with with the visits sure. he's making as well as the TV. Well, it'll be interesting. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get tell you the battlegrounds. And yeah, you know, let's go through all of them first. Yeah, you know, um, those are the big three. Who else do you want? Uh, Florida, North Carolina, and Arizona, oh, uh, and the other yeah, three that, yeah, yeah. that Biden's targeted heavily. Okay, Florida, Biden plus three point four. 
Interesting. We'd like it to be more, but still but good. Florida, Biden's been ahead since April. You know, it widened significantly in mid-June. It's been tightening since then. But then at the beginning of October, so it, it, it tightened to maybe a two or two and a half point lead for a good month of September. Um, the first week of October, it suddenly cratered. It looks like around the time Trump got sick in the debate. Um, and it, it, But again, cratering means it jumped to a 4.2 lead for Biden, and now it's back to a 3.4 lead for Biden. Trump is increasing in Florida about a point, maybe. Biden is staying pretty steady. But it's still— what's the, what's, the, what's the average actual numbers? Biden at uh, what? 48.8 to 45.4. Okay, so that's important, too. He's not quite at 50, but he's pretty yeah. damn close. Yeah. But it's been consistent. Again, what is it? You know, tell me if I'm wrong, Cliff, but if you're thinking a margin of error of polls, what's interesting to me is Biden has been ahead since April. It's And it's been a very close amount. It's not like the polls are all over the place. If it were the margin of error, well, that's within the margin still. It's always within the margin and Biden's always ahead. That's the thing. Is that, that, so here's the thing. Either it's, the poll is biased enough, or it's good news. It's close enough that I'd be lying to you if I said it doesn't make me nervous, particularly with Florida's history. Right. You could still with Ron DeSantis yeah. running Florida. Um, yeah. At the same time, what I would say, and you know, you can tell because you're seeing what they're doing, the way they're they've tried to stop um, those who've gotten their voting rights back, who were in prison from voting, and they've tried to come up with other tricks down there. Right. I would say um, the way seniors have turned against Trump, and seniors always vote. Um, and some of the other stuff makes is the is the other side of that coin that makes me feel better. I would say I'm a little nervous. I don't like being in a place where you have a lead of less than four points, but the fact that everyone has shown Biden up, and you know, and and you count that margin of error and whatever, it makes me relatively sure that you're looking at a two point at least yes. plus Biden lead. Yes. And you know, can they overcome that? Absolutely, it's challenging, very challenging. Even but with it's their, nice their that voters crushing, showing Biden ahead. That's what I like about. And it. they can't. Yeah. It, it, when different groups, when college, I mean, this isn't the way it should be. Everyone, don't get me wrong, huh. um, because we need massive voting rights legislation. We hopefully win the presidency and the Senate to make sure that it's equal in every county, in every state, in every country. Uh, in every country, in our entire country, and that kind of thing. To you know, the, it needs to be civil rights legislation along the lines of what we did in the '60s, right. <clears throat> is what this needs to be, so that it overcomes. You know, states get to run their own. You know, get to run their own elections. They do, except for if they're violating people's civil rights, where they don't. Um, but um, you know, the, it, what was my thought? Where the fuck was I going with that? In any case, the the thing about so so with Florida, with what they can suppress, you know, normally, sadly, you know, they know how to suppress Democratic groups, African Americans, or you know, Latino, especially younger Latino, um, that kind of stuff. The, you know, the problem is is that they're not set up to to nearly as well to suppress the votes of seniors who are normally with them and always vote in college educated white voters. They're just right. not, you know, when they come into, they don't, they, they can't come into those communities and poll watch and get away with it because then they have a lot of lawyers and doctors and people fucking telling them to get out of their faces. I mean, again, I'm not saying this is the way the world should be. I'm just telling you the way the world is for this current election. Yep. It, the, the changing coalitions make it a lot harder for them. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go to Arizona. Arizona, Biden up by 3.9. Biden is at 49. Trump is at 45.1. 
So I even like that a little bit better than Florida. I'm a little bit more bullish. Also, and lots of older folks. Consistently ahead since early March. Right. Biden has been. So it's a bigger lead. We're at just about four points, which yep. also makes me feel good. And he's been at four, three to four points for eight months now. Correct. In addition, as we talked with our with our friend Victoria Leandra about the Latino Latina vote has been moving towards Biden from from where it was below where it should have been. It's been slowly the undecideds have been breaking Biden's way. Um, that helps in Arizona. There's an interesting dynamic where Mormon voters, um, a very famous Mormon voter in Utah, had a sign out in his front yard. The, he's the grandson of the leader of the Church of Latter-day Saints at one point. His dad was the Republican state Senate majority leader in the right. Utah. I mean, this is a real old-time Mormon Republican family, and he basically wrote out that abortion, you know, this, that, the other thing, none of them are excuses to vote for Donald Trump. Wow. That Donald Trump is, you know, is, is an authoritarian, this, that. So right. Mormons who are still often very conservative but have certain differences specifically on immigration and certain other things based on their history. Um, and you've seen that. I mean, Mitt Romney's been a wimp, but at least he's done some things. Jeff Flake, you've seen some of the Mormon Republicans, you know, have been some of the ones that have broken away. Um, you know, the guy that ran as an independent last time, Evan McMullen, Mormon. Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens there. Cause, cause Utah, uh, Utah, Arizona, I think after Utah has the second or third biggest Mormon population. So you start getting that, you start adding in Latino, Latino voters, you start adding in the elderly population in Arizona. And then I give you this too. It's, it's a bigger lead than in Florida. It's nearly four points as opposed to, right. It's three and three and a half, which makes a difference harder to suppress. And the final thing, and the thing that, that uh, was it gives me more confidence too, is that the, the governor may be Republican, but we elected a Democratic Secretary of State there. The person bringing in and counting the votes is Democratic. Good. So that is a big deal too. So so all around, I'm more bullish on Arizona than Florida. Not to say that I still I still yeah. think we could even go eke out Florida, um, you know, but I, I'm more bullish on Arizona. And frankly, you win Wisconsin uh, and um, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Arizona, and, and you know you don't even need Arizona, but if you win those four, it's it's pretty clear ball game. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to Patreon.com/slash/UnprecedentedPodcast and become a subscriber for as little as five dollars a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode. And now a word from our sponsor. With so many changes going on in the world nowadays, John, it feels like every day. Sorry. Turn in face. Sorry. Uh, it feels like there's something new every day. But there's one thing you can count on. It's looking good. makes you feel good. Oof. And we could all use a little bit of that. If you have under eye bags, dark circles, or crow's feet, imagine they're gone without making an appointment or leaving the house. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly reduces the signs of aging in 10 minutes and lasts up to 10 hours. I know. I don't know, actually. But uh, you've seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen the, the before and after photos. That was, that was sort of just out of no. I thought I was supposed to say something like, really? And then you go, I know. <laughs> I may someday know. Um, but you've seen the, the before and after photos on social media, folks. Add some confidence into your life, knowing how you, that you look your best. Even if you're having a makeup-free day, Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody will know you're using it unless you tell them. 
That's why guys like it. And Plexiderm works great with oil-free makeup. Order it today. You can try a six-day application pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit www.buyplx.com voices. Oh, sorry, backslash voices. So that's www.buyplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292 and give the code voices. Order today. Shipping's free. And it's back to the 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Again, visit www.buiplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. 